Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Dear brothers and sisters, hope you do well tonight. Inshallah, we're going to be talking about something very, very important for each Muslim. Five, five important rules a Muslim, Muslim should know. All right. And this was of. I'm back. Yeah, can you see me? Can you hear me? I think we have we have some connection problems. I'm back. Great. Perfect. Sorry for that. So um, I was saying there are five rules, five important rules that every Muslim should know. All right. And uh, these rules, all right. These rules are from the Quran and the Sunnah and from the authentic Sunnah of the Prophet And these five rules, all the scholars, all right, they agree on them, all right? And these five rules, they extract them, as I told you, from the Quran and the Sunnah, the two main source of our uh, beautiful religion, all right? And these rules will serve you in your everyday life, no matter, whatever the matter of uh, your level, I would say, in Islamic studies or the way you're practicing. These rules are very important. So please uh, listen carefully, all right? These five rules basically will prevent you from making mistakes, having misunderstanding of your religion. Also, it will uh, prevent you from being manipulated by other people who try to propagate isolated opinions and also, also to get out of all the ikhtilaf, the plurality of the different opinions, all right? When you hear someone say halal, someone is haram, someone tells you the recommended, another person say is, is not recommended, some of this is permissible. When you have all these, I mean, these different opinions, sometimes you, you feel that you are lost. Which, which opinion are you going to follow, all right? And to be honest, myself, once I have discovered them, these five rules, they've changed my life. All right. And I used to have a lot of questioning and having a lot of answered, um, answered ideas uh, about specific topics in religion. Alhamdulillah. So since I've learned these five rules, uh, I feel more confident in my religion. I feel much closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're going to discover them. All right. These five rules. I will tell you the first... The, um, 
I will tell you them in the, in Arabic language, and after that, I will get, give it to you in English. All right. So the first rule, the ulama they call it al qawaid al kubra, qawaid al fiqhia al kubra, qawaid al fiqhia al kubra. It means the rules, the biggest rules of uh, fiqh of of fiqh. It means the fiqh of our religion. All right. The first one is al-umur bimaqasidiha. Al-umur bimaqasidiha. This is how they call it. Al-umur bimaqasidiha. It means in English, all right, intention is a condition of any act of worship. It determines its acceptance or non-acceptance. So I said again, intention is a condition for any act of worship, all right? It determines its acceptance or non-acceptance. Perfect. And the proof for this uh, rule, it's the hadith of Rasulullah. He said, "Inna al-amalu biniyat wa inna ma likulim ri'in ma nawa." Umar al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu said, "I heard the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa taala saying, the actions are only worth the intention that motivate them, and everyone gets only." what he really intended to do, all right? So now I'm going to give you an example so you can understand this rule. Let's say your mother uh, owns gold jewelry, all right? So she has that gold. She possesses that gold, all right? If this gold, if her intention of possessing this gold is to resell it later on, then she has to pay Zaka on it, all right? She has to give zakah on it, all right? But on the other hand, if her goal, your mother, she has this gold, all right, just to keep it, to beautify herself in weddings and all of that. In that case, she doesn't have to pay zakah. So you see the beauty of it? Just by your intention, you can change the actions. Just by your intention, you can change actions. And this is... We go back to the rule So as we said before, intention is a condition for any act of worship. It determines his acceptance or non-acceptance. All right? Perfect. Uh, let's, I will give you another example. Let's say, for example, you, you decided today to not eating. All right? You said, today I'm not going to eat the whole day. Whatever the reason, you say, you know, I don't have any appetite or uh, I want to go for a diet or whatever the reason, all right? And in the middle of the day, you say, you know what? By the way, um, I have a couple of days of Ramadan. I have to catch up. Let's change the intention and make this day as a, a, a catch-up day of Ramadan. Can you do that? You can't. Why? Because the beginning of the day, your intention was just to not eat for X reasons, all right? Your intention wasn't uh, to fast uh, or to catch up that day from Ramadan. You see? You see the importance? So we go back to the rule we said before. It determines its acceptance or non-acceptance. So because of your intention today was just to fasting like that, this day won't be accepted as a Ramadan day. All right? Did you get it? Did you get it? Great. Perfect. Now let's go for another another uh, example. Rehan say yes. Great. 
let's go for another example. Um, um, yeah, and from the beauty of the intention, the beauty of the intention of religion, it determines whatever your action, whatever your action you are want to complete, is it a mandatory action or is it a surrogatory mention action or is it a recommended action? All right. So you can move. All right. You can move from recommended to obligatory, just with the action with the intention of your heart. So, for example, before praying. Are you going to pray a recommended prayer, surrogate prayer, or are you going to pray a fard, obligatory prayer? Just by your intention, you can change the actions. So that's why it's very important. And the scholars, they said, they used to say, scholars, if you don't have a business, because usually scholars, they got busy with sciences, so they don't have time to make money and to open businesses. So they said, the intention is the business of the scholars. So if I translate it wrong, maybe, but the intention is like the basics of business for a scholar. All right. Because just because with your intention, you can you can multiply by thousands and thousands the reward of what you are doing. Let's say, for example, um, I have one thousand uh, pounds. I have one thousand pounds. Okay, and I want to give out this money to poor people. I want to donate this money for poor people. I can have the intention to add my family, my parents, the people I love in this beautiful action of donating. How? Just by the intention. Can you see that? Can you hear that? Just by the intention you can add people in the reward of your action. So that's why they say, call it al-niyya Great. So now we finished with this beautiful rule. That's very important. And they say, al-ulama al-umuru bimaqasidiha. All right. So I'm going to repeat it again. Maybe someone can write it. Can you write it and put it in the thing? Okay, great. Intention is a condition for any act of worship. It determines its acceptance or non-acceptance. Perfect. Can you read it, all of you guys? Thank you, Jordan. Yes, Ibtisam. Our Islam has the most beautiful rules. Great. So it's very, very easy to learn this rule and very, very easy to apply, all right? Anytime you want to act, look at your intention. What is your intention, all right? Is it for something obligatory, for something recommended? Uh, you want to do it for yourself or uh, you want to change, uh, you know what I mean? That money, you want to give it as a zakah, as a sadaqah, all right? So I'll give you another example. For example, I have 1,000 pound all right one thousand pound in my pocket and i want to give this money to a poor person with my intention 
the sadaqah, the sadaqah can be an obligatory sadaqah, so it will be zakah, or it could be a recommended sadaqah, okay? So just giving money to people like that, all right? So if I have the intention to give that money as a zakah, it means I will reduce this 1,000 of my total zakah that I have to pay in this year, all right? But if my intention is just to give, to donate that money, I cannot reduce it from my zakah, all right? Sabrina, here she said, if we have one day left of Ramadan that we didn't fast, all right, because we are sick and then we fasted after intentionally we eat, do we eat again? Very good, Sabrina, very, very good question. Look what she said. Uh, and If you, uh, yes, here, if you, if you, I didn't really get the question. The, the question is, you mean, you didn't fast because you were sick and then we fasted after intentionally we eat. Do we do it again? Yes. Look here, let's, very good example, Sabrina. Let's apply the rule. Yeah, sorry, sorry for the connections. And I think it looks like busy. All right. But uh, as we gave the example um, before, uh, we were talking about intention. And here, Sabrina, Sabrina, she gave a really, really good example. And she said, uh, we didn't fast because we were sick. Great. And we, when we fasted after, intentionally, we eat. So your intention was to eat that day. All right. Great. So you do, you do it purposely to eat that day. You don't have a proper reason to eat, all right? So that day, you have to do it again. We say yes, all right? Yes, you have to do it again because you eat it with the intention of breaking that day. But let's give, let's give another example. Let's say Sabrina, she fasts that day and without, without intention, um, she, 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 she drank a cup of water, okay? All right, a cup of water, and she just drank it, all right? And after that, she said, oh, well, I'm fasting today. 
She has to stop that day. She has to catch up that day. Scholar, they say no, no. Why? Because once she drank that cup of water, she did do. She didn't do it purposely. All right. Her intention was not to drink. All right. So in that case, she doesn't have to catch up that day, and she can finish that day. All right. And scholars, they said this is a gift from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. When you are fasting and you eat something without the having the intention of eating it, so just finish your day. All right, great, perfect. Let's go. All right, next rule, try to memorize it. It's very, very easy. Any arm is illegal, whatever is voluntary or mechanical. All right, try to memorize it very easy. Any arm in Islam is illegal. All right, any harm in Islam is illegal. Whatever it's voluntary or mechanical. All right, so mechanical, it means involuntary. You didn't do it by purpose. All right. So this rule, you can find it in the Sunnah. You can find it in the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. He said, Umar said, I heard, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Any arm in Islam is illegal, whatever is voluntary or mechanical. The Arabic rule of it is Ad-Darar Yuzal. Ad-Darar Yuzal. And the proof of it is uh, the, the, the hadith reported by uh, Abu Sa'id al-Khudi radiyallahu anhu. He said, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu la darar wa la dirar. La darar wa la dirar. Any harm is illegal in our religion. Whatever is involuntary or voluntary. Repeat again the hadith. Any harm is illegal, whatever it's involuntary or voluntary. All right? Did you get it? Perfect, Tisa. Great. So here it means the harm. What I mean the harm, the, the harm in our sharia. It could be the harm in our in our beautiful religion. It could be something physical, something moral, or something financial, all right? So that's why sometimes if someone acts, it doesn't act properly with you, someone um, harming you, all right? And you don't know how to say to him, brother, what are you doing is haram, bro. Bro, what you're doing is not good. You don't have the, the, you don't have the proofs of that, or maybe you don't know how to say to him, that you should stop harming me or you stop you should stop harming others you tell him akhi ukhti brother sister any harm in islam is illegal whatever is voluntary or mechanical so try to memorize this rule and you go back this rule as we told you uh, as i said before is extracted 
from the Sunnah of the Prophet who he said la darab wa la dira. All right. So let's say, for example, someone is making fun of you. All right. And at the end of it, he say, you know, bro, bro, I'm joking. He say, you know, you have a big nose and something like that, you know, something silly. And he tells you, brother, I'm joking with you. We tell him, no, bro. In our religion, you can't harm people. Whatever is voluntary or whatever is involuntary. And involuntary, the word is mechanical. All right? Perfect. Oh, I will give you an example that happens a lot with um, divorced brothers and sisters. Let's say, for example, your ex-husband has, depri has uh, deprived you uh, of uh, looking, uh, of, of taking your children, all right, for a long time. Usually it's not like that. When you divorce, uh, the, the, the wife takes the kids and the, the father sometimes can't see them, all right, it's because the mother doesn't want that or she just want to take a vengeance on him or she doesn't just she just want to harm the father with the kids and after years or after months i don't know what happened um let's say um because of law and all of that at the end of it the father can't see the kids so the fathers he, he wants to get revenge on that all right and he want to do the same and he will say you know what she private me she deprived me from seeing my kids for a long time i'm going to do the same for her all right in this case we can say to the father we know that your ex-wife she didn't act properly but in our religion harming people is illegal whatever is voluntary or involuntary and some scholars they give uh, uh, an, uh, um, a meaning of uh, darar Dirar. They say the meaning of dirar, you cannot harm, mean you can't you cannot harm people, all right, by harming others. Because when the father is gonna take the kids and don't want to give the kids to the mother, all right, in reality he's harming his kids, all right, and he's harming himself as well. Because by doing that, he's getting sins, all right. So you see, by doing that. He's harming his kids and he's harming himself and he's harming the mother. How he's harming himself? He's getting sins. How he's harming the mother because she cannot see the kids. And how is he harming the kids? All right. Because the kids want to see their mother. So you see, if we have, if we follow these rules, if we have the proper understanding of our religion and we implement these rules, you will see that a lot of a lot of things will be more clear in your life because sometimes shaitan is here you know and you don't have rules you don't have basic you don't have fundamentals to get out of this jail of of iblis jail of shaitan is just turning around you and all the time telling you to do bad things but having these rules inshallah will help you all right it will help you these rules so any situation that you face in your life and you feel that maybe i'm harming that person maybe that person is harming me remember this rule any harming in any harm in islam is illegal whatever is voluntary or mechanical so it's very easy to memorize all right any harm in islam is illegal whatever is voluntary or mechanical great and I'll give you other couple of the rules. Does someone can, can give us a, an example here so we can implement 
Can you give us a question? All right, and we try to, to implement it according to the rule, like we did before with Sabrina. Yeah, I don't know if the connection tonight is not that good. Malahat said, what means volunteer harm, all right? So means, as we said before, you're harming someone in a voluntary way, all right? Purposely way. Just by getting vengeance on it, just, you know what I mean? You just want to harm that person. Because harming sometimes in our religion can happen uh, in a voluntary way or in an involuntary way, all right? Peter says that explanation to psychological harm and what about physical harm and what are the lines drawn of self-defense against someone want to harm you pure in this case it depends to be honest it depends on the situation of it but uh, in our religion allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so the first step if alhamdulillah your iman is that high of a level all right you just ignore people just ignore them all right but if the person comes to a physical all right to physical harming you have to defend yourself with uh, the proportion that will just make you away from him and you know what i mean don't try to to uh to offend him more than he offended you all right and we have different rules to apply but muslims nowadays they're living in different countries or let's say in the uk or france for in that case just follow the rules of that, that country that you live in so you don't want to be in trouble after that all right great Mechanic, mechanical harm. How can harm be mechanical? Mechanical, it means your intention wasn't to harming that person. But at the end of it, he got harmed, all right? That person got harmed, all right? So whatever intention was it to harm it or not, but the end of it, the result of it, the person uh, got harmed. So that's why uh, you have to fix that harming. Like we, we gave an example before, you're just making jokes of someone and some jokes you don't know people because it depends on the on your culture it depends on your environment you are making jokes sometimes the person in front of you is sensitive person so you just say you know you have a big nose oh your family is like this and like that 
and that person you harm her, all right? But for you, it's something normal, joking and making fun of people. But for that person, it's not like that. So our religion is against that. We not, should not harm people, all right? Great. Oh, sometimes, you know, just the way you're acting with your neighbors, you know what I mean? You have the, I don't know, the way you park your car, you know what I mean? For you, it's something normal to park it uh, in the wrong way. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you may block the, the route of your neighbors. The way you parked your car, your neighbor has to make a detour or oh, something like that. So you should not harm your neighbor. All right. Great. Yes, Ibtisa. Most harm is caused by the tongue. Yes, unfortunately. Yes. Correct. Correct. So sorry, brothers and sisters. What happened? We are in the lack of time. All right. We are in lack of time. I have to go. So I promise you next week we will finish the three other rules. Tonight we took two rules. All right. And we have another three rules that are very, very important for our religion. All right. For the Muslims. So once you have these rules. All right. Once you have these rules, it's very much easier for you to to be a better Muslim with non-Muslim, with the Muslim, with your family, with your brothers, with your sister, the way you act, all right? Because this rule gives you a, a real line to follow, gives you um, a behavior to be, uh, like Aisha radiallahu anhu said, the Prophet his behavior was the Quran, all right? Alhamdulillah, these rules we extract, the scholars have had extract them from the Quran, all right? So you can find the, these rules in the Quran in many uh, different situations. And even the Prophet used to use these rules in different situations with the people. So uh, we'll watch it again, inshallah, all right? You are more than welcome, all right? So quickly, I just... So please, for this week, Look at that. This week, just try to memorize these two rules. All right. I want you to memorize these two rules, these two rules, and uh, say to your to your friends, your family, all right? Try to apply them tonight. You know, ask speak to your sister, to your neighbor, to your father, to your mother. Say, hey, Dad, do you know this rule in our religion? That intention is a condition for any act of worship, it determines. It determines its acceptance or non-acceptance. And give him some example. The, the example that we gave tonight. Or you go to your mother. You say, mother, Mama, Mom, you know the gold you have. If your intention is to sell it again, you have to pay Zakah on it. But if your intention is just to keep it for beautify yourself for weddings, you don't have to pay Zakah on it. And she will tell you, your mother, what's the proof of that? How do you know that? Who told you that? I say, tell her, Mom, I have a rule tonight for you. Uh, we learned something on Fast FM TV. Intention is a condition for any act of worship. It determines its acceptance or non-acceptance. All right? And this rule, we have it in the Hadith of Rasulullah. Uh, right? Great. Oh, let's say um, you, are, uh, you are doing something good to you, something bad to your neighbor. All right? Your neighbor, let's say your neighbor didn't act properly with you tonight or yesterday or something like that. I don't know the way he parked his car. And he's a Muslim brother. Tell him, brother. Uh, I know maybe you were in hurry and all of that, but you have to know, brother, the way you park your car in our religion, harming in Islam is illegal. 
whatever it's voluntary or mechanical. So the way you parked your car, maybe it wasn't uh, in a voluntary way, but you're harming me because now you're blocking my way. And in Islam, is not allowed, akhi. All right? And al-darar yuzal. And you can tell him, and brother, this rule is based on the hadith of Rasulullah La darar wa la dirar. All right? In our religion. Okay? So brothers and sisters, and may, um, may Allah makes this, uh, this reminders benefit, beneficial for me and for you. Try to memorize this couple of rules. Try to implement them. Try to tell them to other people. And next week, inshallah, we're going to discover the three other rules that are very, very important as well. And believe me, it will make your life much easier. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wafaq Allah wa jami'i lima yuhibu yawda. Wallahu a'lam wa ahkam.